Hi, welcome to In Cahoots with Kelly and Savannah. I'm Kelly. And I'm Savannah. Are you interested in learning about conspiracy theories, but you're way too lazy to research them yourself? So are we, but we're very generous and we're here to do the work for you. So sit back, buckle up, and enjoy listening to everything from JFK's assassination to Demi Lovato's twin sister who's trapped in a basement. And welcome to In Cahoots with Kelly and Savannah. I never want to do that again. I like that. I want to do like a soothing ASMR. ASMR. You got it. ASMR. ASMR (laughs) intro where you're just like, ah, welcome to the rainforest. And then we like loudly eat crunchy food. Yeah, like we snack a pick a snack on a pickle and yeah. it's just like Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not this podcast. Nope, nope. This is that about- podcast is coming soon. <laughs> no. No, it's not. Um this podcast is about conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And we got a real doozy. What's the conspiracy theory today, Savannah? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Kelly. It's satanic panic. Oh my god. Good. Yeah, I know. Pretty intense when the 80s, everyone was like, oh man, everyone's worshiping Satan. And everyone was like, no, we're not. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> um, so Okay, episode over. Thanks right, for cool. listening. Okay. Uh, so some of our sources were Wikipedia, obviously, uh, a Vox article by Asia Romano, mm-hmm. an investigation discovery article by Mike McPadden, and a New York Times article by Richard Beck. Savannah, can you please just tell me some of the history behind the Satanic Panic? Kelly, because I just don't know. I'm so glad you asked, Kelly. <laughs> Let's just dive right in. Okay. So we, uh, as you know, this started in the 80s, but there was a lot of uh, just trauma from the prior decades that uh, kind of led up to this. So the 60s and 70s saw a rise of interest in and fear of the occult which can be attributed to multiple factors, including... Um, what is an occult? The occult is, like, uh, de- demonic, okay. witchy, Satanism type stuff. Okay. Um, spooky. Okay. Spooky stuff. Spooky. <laughs> Basically spooky stuff. So, it can be attributed to factors including the rise of McCarthyism during the 50s that spread fear and paranoia of communism... Uh, Charles Manson's cult and murders in the late 1960s that shocked the nation with its ritualistic killing. Mm. The release of the 1971 best-selling novel The Exorcist and the 1973 movie adaptation with claims of being based on a true story. Uh, I did the Exorcist house at Halloween Horror Nights one year. Mm. It was crazy. I don't think I would go in that house. It was really, it was funny. Not funny, it was like, <laughs> it was like, it was fun, but it was, it was creepy. Mm, yeah. yeah, I don't like that kind of stuff. Um... In 1978, the Jonestown Massacre occurred, and even though it wasn't even related to Satanism at all, it brought the dangers of cults and things like that to the forefront of people's minds. Yeah, why were there so many cults back then? There still are. They just label them as multi-level marketing schemes. (laughs) Yeah, there were a lot of cults. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't, like, more prominent? I don't know, but because I guess cults nowadays haven't had their huge murders yet. They, they will. Famous. <laughs> yeah, they did. I mean, the Nexium. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, did anyone? No one died from Nexium. I don't. 
I listened to a whole podcast series about it. I still don't know. But it was it was uh, it was a lot of sexual assault. No, yeah. I don't think anyone died. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also throughout the seventies, you had these extremely well publicized serial killers like Zodiac Killer, Alphabet Killer, Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, The Hillside Strangler, and Son of Sam. So the eighties were seventies uh, and eighties were a rough time, and I'm glad I wasn't around. Mm. Um, so we had the nineteen eighties, ground running, and during Reagan's era of economic growth. And the growing popularity of the popularity of the double income family Ooh, model, it yeah. creates a need for daycare services. And with that, lots of anxiety from parents about like protecting the nuclear family and lots of stranger danger. Um, Except everyone, I feel like parents didn't care about their kids in the yeah, 80s. They were like, literally go play outside for three days straight and I'll see you, yeah. in, you know, next yeah, week. Go outside for 12 hours, I'll see you at dinner time. Exactly. Um, but I feel like that was, this is when... That kind of changes this okay. era. Mm-hmm. So the eighties um, also saw the rise of the AIDS epidemic. Kidnapped children's faces on milk cartons started in the eighties. The unfounded rumor of psychos putting razor blades in Halloween candy. Oh, another re- yeah. conspiracy theory we could cover. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of this prompted the popular phrase "stranger danger." Got it. So during all of this, Christian fundamentalism is also on the rise. Yeah. Um, meaning they this type of Christianity interprets the Bible very very literally. Um, and the media plays right into this with dramatic documentaries on Satanism. Um, so in 1991, an episode of 2020 televised an official <laughs> Roman Catholic exorcism. Ooh. So fun. Ah. Hell's Bells was an evangelical documentary that attempted to tie rock music to no, the occult. Oh, no. So it's basically Christian fundamentalists versus Satanists or... I don't even know if there was a lot of Satanism. Like, I think it existed. Yeah. But it just was not nearly as prevalent as these people thought. And it was just such a... Yeah. Also, Satanism isn't really, like, what you typically think Satanism is. I don't think they actually worship Satan. It's more of, like, a... They don't want religion. Separate, I've heard it's just yeah. a separation of church and state. Yeah, yeah. That's but the, I'm like, that's, the name Satanism's a little yeah, dramatic. Yeah, I think they <laughs> should really rebrand themselves. I agree. But I don't know. That was based on, I know um, my favorite murder covered like a Satanism mm-hmm. episode. And that's based on what I remember. So there might be Satanists that worship Satan. I'm not really sure. I, I'm also unsure. Yeah. But that's what I uh, know from being a Catholic <laughs> So, um, the tip of the iceberg. In 1980, Michelle Smith and her husband, a psychiatrist named Lawrence Pazder, published a book called Michelle Remembers. Ooh. It's been since discredited, okay. but the book is a is an autobiog- an autobiography, and it's a bestseller at the time, and it details Michelle's childhood un- undergoing occult sexual abuse. Okay. Michelle was purportedly Lawrence's patient, and he helped uncover these memories of abuse at the hands of members of the Church of Satan. The book coined the popular term Satanic Ritual Abuse, which was abbreviated to S-A-R. Nope. S-R-A. <laughs> what was that laugh? You're I don't so know. mean. Um, their claims were quickly debunked, but at that point it was kind of too late, and the two became really high-profile figures in the fight against Satanism. So basically, Michelle... Well, they claim that Lawrence pulled out these, like, buried memories mm-hmm. of, like, satanic abuse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Okay. So, some of the conspiracies around all of this. Um, in 1984, a guy named Key McFarlane, who was a social worker employed by the Children's Institute 
International. He warned a congressional committee that children were being forced to engage in behavior and watch bizarre rituals in which animals were being slaughtered. Um, and shortly after, the Congress doubled its budget for child protection programs. In 1985, Patricia Pulling, who was... Um, Oh, I don't know, really know who she was. <laughs> in 1985, <laughs> Patricia Pulling, along with a psychiatrist, Thomas Radecki, and Thomas was the director of the National Coalition on Television Violence, they came together to create BAD, B-A-D-D, which stood for Bothered About Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, Wait, can we talk about that more? Like, like what? <laughs> the, I think they, well, okay. So okay, Pat- first of all, like, why would they just why would they just bothered like that is the least that's the most toned down emotion you could be about something I that you're passionate about I think they were trying about. to like make it a fun acronym like yeah, that's bad. so fun yeah Ugh, like yeah it doesn't I mean like I'm not upset about it I'm just like a little bothered about yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad I'm just disappointed <laughs> yeah okay so Patricia along with bad um saw role-playing games um uh, such as Dungeons and Dragons, generally um, satanic, and they had very much cult recruitment tools um, and induced youth to suicide, murder, and satanic ritual abuse. I've never played Dungeons I and really Dragons. I really want to play. I would want to play. I really want to play. Stranger Things made me really want to play. I was just going to say yeah. that. And I listened to an episode of uh, Nicole Byers and Lauren Lapkus's uh, podcast. It's called Newcomers. Nicole Byers has a podcast. I've told you about it a million times, oh, I Kelly. Love her. Um, but it's called Newcomers, and the first season they they'd never seen Star Wars, so they just like watched all the Star Wars and oh, talked no. about it. And the second season they did Lord of the Rings, and as part of the Lord of the Rings franchise, they like kind of ran out of content, so they played Dungeons and Dragons on the podcast, oh. and it was so funny. And they sounded like they they said they had a great time, and they're like not into that kind of thing. Yeah. So I really I feel like do it would be fun if you got like a good group and yeah. like. And you need someone who like really is into it to know how to yeah, play. But yeah. I really I'm really curious. <laughs> um. So other alleged recruitment tools included heavy metal music, educators, and childcare centers and televisions. So all things to be wary and suspicious of. Of course. Um. So none of these allegations that these recruitment tools for satanic rituals and stuff held up in court or, in, or during analysis. An analysis of youth suicides over the period in question found that Dungeons & Dragons players actually had a much lower rate of suicide than average. Because they had something just, to live for. Yeah, the game was just so much fun. <laughs> like, if I kill myself, I won't be able to figure out how it ends. In the 1990s, psychologist D. Uh, Corey Don Hammond publicized a theory of ritual abuse drawn from hyper hypnotherapy sessions from his patients so i think it's kind of similar to the michelle thing Um, yeah like yeah i want to do hypnotherapy um so he alleged that they were victims of a worldwide conspiracy of organized secretive cells who used torture mind control and ritual abuse to create alternate personalities that could be activated (gasps) with code words so basically like the winter soldier (laughs) um no but that like makes sense because if you believe in hypnosis which i'm not entirely sure that i do but i kind of do because i've been to hypnosis shows you have yeah when uh one of them came to my high school once for funsies and then i and then they hypnotize a student yeah and then they did it at dance marathon as like an entertainment thing you've never seen it yes people up there like it's wild so they think they're just acting well it's almost like you can tell which kids it's almost like the hip the 
magician i don't know what you call the person like the hypnosis guy can tell who's kind of faking it and he'll ask them to leave like it doesn't work on everyone but you could get a group so he'll just be like he'll put them into trance they're all like slumped over onto each other Mm -hmm. and then he'll say something like when you wake up you're gonna when i snap my fingers you're gonna all think that you're in a marching band and you're gonna you're playing a show and he snaps his fingers and they all get up and they start like marching around and doing their own thing and some are more animated than others but it's really entertaining or they'll be like, you know, you're um, you're really cold or you're really hot yeah, or like all these things. I've never seen like that. that before. Yeah. Do you have I've to seen... sign a waiver or something for that? No. Oh, I feel like so. you should. But anyway, like it's and you can do it's not just snap your fingers. It's like when I say the word blank, you yeah. think you're a chicken or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, unless everyone up because here's the thing. It's like yeah, they could be acting, but are really all these like this group of 50 high of all different types of high school kids that good of actors they're yeah. all in on it yeah. i don't know it's it's wild yeah <sighs> okay so activated code words um to create these alternate personalities okay the victims were allegedly trained as assassins prostitutes drug traffickers and child sex workers to create child pornography Oof, yeah yeah um, Hammond claimed that his patients had revealed the conspiracy was masterminded by a Jewish doctor in Nazi Germany who now worked for the CIA with the goal of world domination by satanic cult. Man, they always got to blame the Jews yeah. for everything. <laughs> also, the CIA is always involved. But the CIA, like, yeah. is definitely involved. Yeah. Um, the cult was comprised of respectable, powerful members of society. Missing memories among victims and absence of evidence was cited as the reason this cult came to power because... The victims didn't remember any of it, so... Convenient. Right? Um, Hammond's claim gained considerable attention due in part to his prominence in the field of hypnosis and psychotherapy. Allegations of cult-based abuse was the most extreme scenario of SRA. Satanic ritual abuse, mm-hmm. in case you forgot yeah. what that stood for. Um, during the early 1800s, the term was used... What? 1980s. <laughs> okay, wait. Now that we're paused, I forgot this is supposed to be a two-parter. I don't think it's going to be a two-parter. Okay. We'll just see. I'm just watching the time. Oh, okay. We can make it a two-parter. I'll just... When, when it gets to, like, 20 or 25, I'll see where we are. Okay. Um, During the early 18... Kelly Diane. 1980s. <laughs> nope. <laughs> during the early 1980s, the term was used to describe a network of Satan-worshipping secretive intergenerational cults that were supposedly part of a high, highly organized conspiracy engaged in criminal behaviors such as forced prostitution, drug distribution, and pornography. Um, these cults were not were also thought to sexually abuse and torture the children in order to coerce them into a lifetime of devil worship. Oh my god! I don't know why that's so funny to me. Um, satanic police officers who covered oh, come up on. the evidence um, and desecration of Christian graves. What? Okay. So the reason they got away with a lot of this was because they were there were police officers They're who were also yeah part of it and they would just cover it up and cover up the crimes. Okay, no evidence of any of these um, claims have ever been found, so there's never been any evidence of these cults. Proof presented by those who alleged the reality of the cult-based abuse primarily consisted of memories of adults recalling childhood abuse, the testimony of young children, and extremely controversial confessions. The idea of murderous satanic conspiracies created the controversy dividing the professional child abuse community at the time, though no evidence has been found that supports the allegations of large numbers of children being killed or abused in these satanic rituals. 
So, I listened to an episode of Time Suck, and he was talking about the Mandela effect, Mm -hmm. which we covered, like, one of our first episodes. Mm -hmm. And he had somehow tied back the Mandela effect to basically the satanic panic, saying that people would use the Mandela effect, like, to explain how these people would remember, like, these, yeah, these abuses in their past because they would talk to these psychologists or whatever and they would basically phrase the questions Mm -hmm. in a way that would be like oh yeah that did happen or whatever yeah and then they would like recall these fake memories right and like because everyone was telling them this happened so then they like believed it happened and that was kind of it's kind of like the mandela effect like you know yeah those kinds of uh false memory type right yeah wow so yeah that's real shady Mm -hmm. okay so um, let's talk a little bit about what Satanism actually is now that we have covered what people think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so modern Satanism, and there's, you know, it obviously goes back to like a long time ago with mm-hmm. basically, you know, Christian ideas of, of what it is. But modern Satanism uh, was founded in 1966 by the American occultist and author Anton Zandor LaVey. Scholars of religion have classified it as a new religious movement and a form of Western esotericism. I don't know what esotericism means. Let's see. Uh, Oh, it just basically means, like, movements in Western society. Mm -hmm. That's fun. So... Uh, it's one of several different movements that describe themselves as forms of Satanists, the Levian, this man's specific Satanism. Uh, but I think it's where the panic of the 80s arose. So he established it in California through the founding of his Church of Satan, um, which he proclaimed to be the year one, the first year of the age of Satan. His ideas were heavily influenced by the ideas and writings of Friedrich Nietzsche and Ayn Rand, uh, and the church grew under LeVay's leadership with regional grottos being founded across the United States. So instead of churches, they were grottos. I think that's kind of like the equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 1975, LeVay abolished the grotto system um, because it ended, up becoming, it ended up becoming a lot less organized after this. But it remained greatly influenced by um, LeVay's original writings. And in the coming years, members of the church left to establish their own organizations um, to establish other satanic churches. So, the religion's doctrines are codified in LeVay's book, The Satanic Bible. The religion is materialist, rejecting the existence of supernatural beings, body-soul dualism, and life after death. Practitioners do not believe that Satan literally exists and do not worship him. Instead, Satan is viewed as a positive archetype, representing pride, carnality, and enlightenment. He is also embraced as a symbol of defiance against Abrahamic religions, which Levians criticize for suppressing humanity's natural instincts and encouraging irrationality. The religion propagates a naturalistic worldview, seeing mankind as animals existing in an amoral universe. Uh, It promotes a philosophy based on individualism and egoism, coupled with social Darwinism and anti-egalitarianism. Uh, It also involves the practice of magic, which encompasses two distinct forms, greater and lesser magic. Greater magic is a form of ritual practice and is meant as psychodramatic catharsis to focus one's emotional energy for a specific purpose. 
Um, and these rites are based on three major psycho-emotive themes, compassion, destruction, and sex. Lesser magic is the practice of manipulation by means of applied psychology and glamour to blend an individual or situation to one's will. <laughs> That's actually fascinating. It's basically just the opposite of Christianity. And I always thought atheism was the opposite of Christianity, but this feels much more like the opposite of Christianity. Yeah, so it they, just rejects everything. They, that... like, literally don't even believe in Satan. Yeah. Yeah, they don't believe Satan exists. But Christianity is all about uh, not being of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are the exact opposite. Right. They are very much of this world. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Got um, anything to add? Uh, so this article, this is a CNN article, and it talks about how they are okay with celebrating Christmas. Oh, nice. Which is like, yeah, you wonder different religions, I, I mean, guess, how they celebrate. A lot of, a lot of non-Christians celebrate Christmas. Yeah, that's also, true. Also, they're probably super into the materialism of Christmas. Right, yeah. So, I mean, I am too. <laughs> so the Church of Satan claims that Christmas was, um, Christmas stole this holiday from the, pa- or Christians stole Christmas. That's what? From the pagans. Santa Claus has come to signify indulgence, and he is a combination of Dionysus and Salinas. Salinas. Salinas from the Roman and Greek myths. Mm. Um, so Michael Mars, who is a member of the Satanic Temple in Detroit, says that he celebrates Christmas was not as a day to commemorate Jesus' birth. He says, quote, I personally view it as more of time to be with my family. He, like other members of the church, has no problem with other religion holidays, but he feels like everyone has the right to celebrate their holidays, um, but every religion should be heard. Yeah, so I think all of this to say that the fundamental Christians were kind of freaking out over nothing because unless they just weren't advertising it, which they probably wouldn't, I don't think that they were like sacrificing horses and no, promoting child not pornography this, this type of satanism i don't know if you know there was a certain sector that did that maybe back then, but it sounds but like as a whole it's just yeah it doesn't it seems very they're not like, trying to bother anyone right yeah, yeah they just yeah so cool interesting fun facts yep um, all right, we're going to end this episode here and make it a two-parter. Ooh, Ooh suspense. More to learn. Uh, in the next episode, we're going to cover some of the fallout and consequences of people's paranoia of Satanism in the 1980s. Um, and this is a big part of the Satanic Panic. And so I find it. don't want to miss it. Y'all just don't want to miss it. Um, in the meantime, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. And follow us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Send us an email. And do we have a Twitter? No. Okay. Don't don't tweet at (laughs) us. Don't tweet at us. It won't be us. Yeah. Uh, We have a Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Like us on Facebook. In cahoots, Kelly and Savannah. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Kelly with Y. Savannah with no H. No H. Like the African grassy plain. (laughs) That's the one. Yep. Cool. Okay. All right. So, um, have a great day, y'all. Or night. Or night. Or week. Whenever you're listening. Um, as we like to say, trust trust no one. one. Uh, Bye. Bye. Bye.